Well, welcome to our midweek service here at the United Pentecostal Church. We're so happy that all of you are here in person. Then we're happy for all of you that have joined us online tonight. Our God is good. His mercy is everlasting, and I'm so thankful that his truth does endure to all generations. We were so thankful this this afternoon about 5.30, we had a baptismal service here. So excited. We baptized Sister Sandra and her sister, Sister Norma. So we're so thankful God's doing a mighty, mighty work. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Our announcements will be on the 23rd, there's going to be a Ladies' Life Conference in Garland. And I know that you will enjoy that very, very much if you're able to attend. We may get a group of ladies together and ride together. It starts at 10 o'clock on that. You know what? I'm not sure if the 23rd's a Friday or a Saturday to tell you the truth. Is it a Friday? It's a Friday evening. Well, we may still get a group then and drive together. It's going to be in Garland. It's going to be very, very enjoyable, very uplifting. The crew has a fellowship on September the 24th. The sign-up sheet is in the hall. If you're in the age group of 39 to 59, this is the crew fellowship group. Always a fun time. Then the Northeast Section Youth Rally will be here at our church on the 30th at 8 o'clock. And that's going to be a very exciting thing. And you're welcome to attend, attend that as well. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer for people who need a special touch tonight. I know we have names on this prayer list and a lot of you also have uh people that you know about. We're going to pray for Parker Armstrong. He's Sister Vicki Jones' cousin, and he is in Children's Hospital. We want to continue to pray for Sister Denise Bell. Her surgery went really well, but we want to pray that she has a speedy recovery. Mandy Giberson has a very unspoken request. Gina Cavender is having a heart procedure Alexis Roberts was in a four-wheel accident. We want to continue to pray for her. Johnny Cyrus had a heart attack and is in a coma. Lloyd Ushery is having surgery. Megan Spann having bone marrow biopsy. We want to pray for a good report. And then all of the other people that appear on our prayer request list if you will look over that, we want to hold all of these people up in prayer as well. If you want to stand, if you have a special request, it's an unspoken request, but you do have a request. If you will raise your hand, God knows what it is. God knows it's not a spoken out loud request for all of us to know, but he knows what your request is by your uplifted hand. We thank you so much. Let's pray. God, these names we have called tonight, you're aware of every need. I mentioned the need, and you know what every need is. Whether it's a need for healing, 
a need for salvation and all these hands that have been uplifted for special requests, you know what they represent. If it's a need for healing or salvation, you know all about it, whether it's an emotional, physical, financial, spiritual need, you know all about it. The name of Jesus, that name that is above every name. Oh God, we thank you for the power in the name of Jesus. We're believing that you're going to I was running out of time to separate it. Oh, we thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, that you are the side of the castle. Blessed be your name. Held you in your side. Thank you, Lord. Made a way across the great divide. Left behind. To build it here inside There at the cross You paid the debt I owed Broke my chains, freed my soul For the first time I had hope Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied It has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus. You have saved my life. Brought me from the darkness into glorious light. You took my place, laid inside my tomb of sin. You were buried for three days, but then you walked right out again. Now death has no sting, and life has no end. For I have been transformed by the blood of the Lamb. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood of It has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus. You have saved my life. Brought me from the darkness into glorious light. There is nothing stronger than the
Jesus, for the blood applied. Thank you, Jesus, it has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus, you have saved my life. Brought me from the darkness into glorious light. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood apply. Thank you, Jesus. It has washed me white. Thank you, Jesus. You have saved my life. Brought me from the darkness into glorious light. Can we thank Him? God, we thank you for every time that you have healed our body, every time that you have touched our Jesus. We have some special requests for, I mentioned earlier that Sister Sandra was baptized tonight and we're so excited. She would like us to pray for her husband, Joe, and also for her children, Marcos, Victoria, and Marcella. She would like us to pray a special prayer for her children. Do any of you, by uplifted hand, have children that you would like to be prayed for? God loves our children. He cares about our children. And when our children are raised and taught the truth, they may veer off a little bit, but there's something. Hold them anchored to what they have been taught. So we're going to pray tonight for Sandra's husband, for her children, and we're going to pray for all of your children. Can we do that right now? God, tonight we are bringing Sandra's children before you. We're bringing her husband, Joseph, before you. God, we're believing that you're going to move especially in their lives. Draw them to you. Glory to His name. I pray, God, for all of the children connected with our to my heart. So was the blood of light? Glory to bleed your blood over their lives. Oh, in your
pray a special prayer over you if you need a special healing touch tonight. special prayer for healing of Sister Donna's body. She she lives in a lot of pain. Whatever you want 
so wonderful to be in his presence tonight. Anytime you get the chance to be in his presence, it's a true privilege. Uh, at this time, we'll take our Wednesday night offering. It's good to see each of you here. God, I thank you for this wonderful place that we get to worship in freedom and in truth. God, I pray that you would bless those who are able to give and bless those who are unable, God. I thank you for your presence. I pray that we would take full advantage of being able to come into this place and leave change, God. I thank you. I pray that you would touch our pastor tonight. Touch our ears, God. Anoint our ears to hear your voice and to hear your word. God, I thank you for this night in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the answer. For the world today, above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Help me sing that Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Help me sing that Jesus is the answer. For the world today, above him there's no other, Jesus is the way. If you have some questions in the corners of your mind, in traces of discouragement and peace you cannot find, reflections of the old past seem to fail you every day there's one thing I know for sure that Jesus is the way Jesus is the answer for the world today above him there's no other Jesus is the way Jesus is the answer for the world Above and there's no other Jesus is away One more time Jesus is the answer For the world today Above him there's no other Jesus is away Jesus is the answer For the world today Above him there's no other, Jesus is the way. Thank you, Jesus.
so great to see you as you're seated tonight. I can only imagine the thrill that Jesus is experiencing today. I can only imagine the horror that Satan is experiencing today. I try not to imagine what unbelievers are going through. I try to imagine in myself what men and women that are following Jesus must be anticipating as they sense the opportunity to pray invading the impossible. The opportunity to believe and put into practice the word of God that will literally transform the mind, the heart, and our future. We have a opportunity that is just staggering in this book called the word of God. So tonight, I uh, thank you for being here and, uh, that we are able to have meetings such as tonight. I encourage you to challenge yourself to the will of God for your whole life. I challenge you to challenge anything that does not fit the economy of the word, the spirit, and the name of Jesus. What do you think when you think of Moses? What is it that comes to your mind? How all he must been when he was challenged with a burning bush? When reading historical events, we tend to think of achieving such things in a short time. And because we can read it in a short time, thinking, wow, I can do something like that. How many of you started out to make a garden? And the first time you tried, it didn't work as good as you thought. How many of you tried certain jobs and they weren't quite as appealing after you'd been there a year as you thought they might be? Sometimes it's pretty easy. Let's, let's look on here first of all. I can do something like that, which is true, but living it out is the key. So going through the slow process of becoming financially stable is not always easy. It's not always easy to find the courtroom that can create judgments that give you the privilege of being free. 
The courtroom is the word of God and the spirit of God and the challenging forces of darkness and hell. Shocker shocked when God showed me all this. I was on my way to Denny's as a crazy thing. And I put it here because I wanted you to know. And a man began to talk to me when I got to Denny's. And he said what he would do if he won the Powerball or whatever that is. But I, 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 I had to figure it out that it was something to do with uh, gambling and that he was uh, really anxious about that Powerball because if he won it, he's going to take $50,000 and create a new world in Paris, Texas. And I'm thinking, man, if you think fifty grand can change this world, you may be in for a major disappointment. And so I've come tonight to try to help us entertain the call with the word of God saying, in your patience, you possess your soul. I know it sounded good when the preacher said, this is going to, give you a total wonderful picture when you get born again you're just gonna I mean you're gonna have power to spare I think I'm looking at some people that I know fairly well that you felt a jubilation when you did get the Holy Ghost and you felt a certain relief when you did get baptized in Jesus name but uh, it, it didn't seem to me like all the devils ran like I thought they would when they, uh, when they announced that I was a new Christian. It seemed like I still felt a little worried about life. It seemed like I still felt a little fearful about my own ability to negotiate life. And, and so sometimes it's, it's just we get this idea of astronauts and people like Moses and people like Paul, that these all died in the faith, not having, what? Not having. I don't know if y'all read that like it is. You know, but preachers get up and preach about it and talk about how great these dudes are. And, and the first thing you know, you feel disappointed because six weeks later, you're still trying to climb the wall. See, we have got to come to grips with this whole thing. And so these were, they having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them, and then they embraced them, and then they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. There's quite a little bit more to it than just saying, great power, because I got the Holy Ghost, and Great freedom because I was buried with him in his name. And all of a sudden, my whole world is going to be elaborately decorated with angels postured everywhere that I can note them with sheaths of swords and all the um, ammunition. And no devil's ever going to come to my house. Am I touching base with anybody that had those thinkings? Because that was my thoughts. I thought I would never be tempted again with that kind of glow. 
I found out when you get over 60 years old, you can still be tempted to do dumb. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a from everlasting to everlasting proposition. And what we look at, astronauts are people that are first-timers to somewhere or something major. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had an opportunity to return. I don't know about you, but I tend to think after pastoring this many years, most everybody's tempted to wonder if it's worth it. I mean, 10% is quite a bit out of your paycheck. And then the 5% for the sanctuary is really nibbles on it. And so... 85% is all you got left, and, and, and here you are. And, and, man, it just seems like that the thieves are still getting our cash. That that wants to make us think that we are going to be better by buying up this earth than we are by buying into heaven and, and it just gets to feeling weird every now and then. I know it's probably been a long time since you heard this good of preaching. I'm not here to play games with myself or anybody else. I'm telling you, I found this path to be everything it said it would be, but it don't always happen in the timing I like. So he said, in your patience, you possess your soul. Because it's pretty easy for Judas to give 30 pieces of silver, I mean, get 30 pieces of silver, and then betray the Lord for just a little bit, and now he's got to live forever in the darkness of degradation. Now they desire a better country. That's a heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed. The word shame means without, naked, incomplete, lacking. He's not incomplete. He's not lacking. He has a place prepared for you. But you are going to live out the word while you're here. And that, the Bible said making yourselves approved of God. He will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are stayed on him. But man, we got so much stuff and so much excitement going on in the world. God, I don't even hardly have time to do an hour of prayer a day, much less a couple of hours. I'm going to send you to get the angels busy and save my kids and turn our city around. I don't have time to be fooling with the city. I got a lot of exciting things going on in my life. and I barely can get to church on time if I do, and 
and I don't have time to go to the prayer chamber before I get into the house. I don't have time to study my word and to begin to figure out how to apply it to my personal life and to our home and our city. I don't, I don't have time for all of that. I just want a ticket to heaven. If I got to talk in tongues, let me talk in tongues. If I got to get baptized in Jesus' name, let me get baptized in Jesus' name. But don't call, hold me at a long church service because I got things to do. Don't get me to feeling awkward because I'm not praying. And ladies and gentlemen, it's high time to do it. There's never been a wonderful or more exciting time to touch the hem of his garment and get virtue flowing so that it flows in the house. And when our kids feel the glory of holiness and righteousness and peace and joy, they're going to want to know where is that bread? Could we pray for our city again? Every preacher. God, I thank you that you're not ashamed to be called God Almighty. I thank you that you're not worried about what's going on on earth. You still have all power. So I'm praying for every mother, every daddy, every baby, every baby that's born, that somehow we get to them with a word of prophecy, that we get to them with a word of victory, that we get through to them with a word of liberty. Oh, God, our city, every preacher, every church family, everybody that calls themselves a member of the body of Christ, I'm praying anointing and definitely praying for anointing in this house and all of these wonderful people that support this church family. In the name of Jesus, I wish you'd praise God for listening to us. He said he never fails to hear when you call on him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So by faith, Abraham, when he was tried, what? Whoa. Talk about an astronaut. You talk about somebody never been there. And you talk about few that want to go there. Is to respond to God's biggest call. Yes, it's serious. This is in the book. He offered up Isaac so, and he that had received the promise offered up his only begotten son this is the faith that produces the promises pastor I tell you what I I thought y'all said power from on high I thought y'all said liberty that is glorious we might not have told all of the little small print that you would need to refine in your life, but we have not lied. This does ultimately bring that power level to tread on serpents and scorpions, uh, to overcome the evil one, to push back the darkness, uh, to have revelation and understanding. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, he did not lie. He said, I'm going through that graveyard for you. I'm fixing to shock you, so hang on. He said, he that hateth not mother, brother, father, and sister cannot be my disciple. Have you figured that little deal out yet? I 
I've only said it four times in the last two years. But that's in the book. Oh, well, I don't like that. I like to get on over to where they're doing this. No. The bread is the bread. And he is the bread. And he became sin who knew no sin that we might become the righteousness of God through him. And we might achieve and we might graduate into one dimension after another until we have absolutely become astronautical in our ability to go to places that devils can't take over and go to places that powers live and go to dimensions of God Almighty until we walk in the Spirit, live in the Word, and work the Word of God until we are living epistles known and read of all men. Men, have you never been around them? They are full of glory. They are full of love. They are full of forgiveness. They are full of mercy. They are full of kindness. They are full of joy. They are full of victory. Every time you get around them, you'll find them fighting the fight of faith and loving God all the time. No, that's not easy. Because he said, if any man does not deny himself and take up his cross, he is not my follower. Oh, I thought if I could go get baptized and get the Holy Ghost talking in tongues, all that power you're talking about is just a little free liberty. No, 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 no. No, no, they'll crucify the flesh and the lust thereof. Oh, but, <laughs> Pastor, I mean, man, you taking a... A lot away from us. I'm not taking anything and I'm not giving anything. I'm just preaching to us, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the baptizer of the Holy Ghost, the glorious power of resurrection, and he's offering you and I the chance if we will follow him to make us all the way over again. What kind of preaching do you want? What kind of thing is going to change our nation? Just joining groupies hasn't done it. I mean, all the way from the AD 323 AD all the way up to the 1900s and the 2000. Ladies and gentlemen, there have been all kind of religious systems that rose up and rise up. And I'm here to tell you there's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. There's only one God, one law, one, one bloodline. There's only one heaven, one hell, one earth. I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, you've been given the privilege of a life time and we ought to take up the cross and say look if I got to take a cross I'm going to put that cross on to work and I'm going to find me that glory cloud I'm going to live in the power that God said he had or there's no heaven and there's no hell and I'm just going to live it up I'm telling you that God almighty is looking into this building tonight his heart is bleeding so Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden and burdened down with care. I will give you rest, but you can't have my rest and your rest and your way and my way at the same time. It's either my way or your way. It's either you do your thing and me do my thing, and I am going to do my thing. I'm going to keep the sun burning till it gets time to quit, and I'm going to keep the moon coming up until it gets time to quit. But heaven and earth are about to pass away, and my word shall never pass away. So I am the foundation 
of all things and I can make all things possible and ladies and gentlemen he's calling us tonight to a prayer chamber and to a situation that says God will do what he said so getting back to Moses Paul Christ Moses on the backside of the desert pondering along daily growing a vast herd of sheep dreaming the dream of the largest sheep farm in the world well that not, wouldn't that be what you'd do that's what I would do that's why I think like that. If I was going to have a sheep farm, I'd want the best one. I'd want it like it ought to be. That's right. It had become such a routine, normal monotony of just going to here and going to there and doing this and doing that. And it just got to be a... I mean, like life became boring. How could life become boring with all those sheep? Just monotonous, the routine. Having all he ever dreamed, having the notoriety among the villagers of being one of the sheep herders of one of the greatest. How far away was his future? And he had no clue what was really out there. The mundane, go to work, come home, go to do this, come home, go do that, come home, faucet's leaking. I don't know about you, but life can get just pretty routine. Go to church, can't wait to get out, can't wait to get back. Do you have any idea why Paul said stir up your pure minds? Do you have any idea that the preacher is supposed to help you stir up that pure mind? Do you have any idea that God lets trouble come to stir your pure mind? He didn't give you trouble to make trouble. He gave you trouble so you could find out how powerful he is working through you mentally, physically, spiritually. You abstain all lust of the eye, lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. And suddenly you begin to walk in the glory and the righteousness and the peace and the joy of the Holy Ghost. There's no light, that, no darkness that can put that light out. I'm here to tell you righteousness, peace, and joy are overcomers. They trump any dark devil's world. I said righteousness, peace, and joy is kingdom of God stuff that's living that's overcoming that's wicked working the will of God that's working it in the morning that's working it in hell it's working it in the nightmares of life I'm telling you to the risk of the the, uh, the aeronautical people have conquered the heavens and those astronauts have conquered the earth and the moon I'm not going to let the astronauts outdo the spiritual 
Jew gurus that God is raising up to rule and reign with him forever. I'm telling you, I thrill at the idea of moon walkers and all of that stuff. I thrill. Matter of fact, one of our district superintendents up in the uh, Indiana district, he helped build a gas tank for the first uh, moon uh, lunar thing that landed there on the moon. Isn't that cool? I, I tried to ride around with him as much as I could and see if he could find anything else about it. How far away was his future? Miles and mine. The burning bush, just a moment to gain his inner mind. See, it was something that he could sort of relate to, but yet not understand. A bush burning and it wasn't consumed? That's pretty cool, isn't it? You want one of those bushes? Go to heaven. He'll show you how to do it all over again. Yeah. He changed the world because he saw and heard a new world. I mean, a burning bush is just a burning bush, but one that's burning and don't get burned up is not just another burning bush. People cussing and lying and using their tongue for all kind of stuff, and they look powerful and vicious and all of that stuff. And then you turn around and you talk in tongues as the Holy Ghost moves over your life, and you begin to speak in a heavenly language as the Spirit of the Lord gives the utterance. Yes, that's the initial sign of being born first. But ladies and gentlemen, that is only a signature on your life of the power and the responsibility that go along with that signature. It's not about just talking in tongues. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. That burning bush was a God thing and that talking in tongues is a God thing. It's not ever meant to be something that just is a Pentecostal thing. That is he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God and God's not deaf. He's going to respond to somebody that's speaking in a heavenly language and you and I have got to have an ear to hear because if we don't have ears to hear the spirit, the voice of the spirit, and all we got to hear, hear with our ears is the voice of money, or voice of prestige, or the voice of a victory of a ball game. Ladies and gentlemen, you can get more out of a prayer room than you can get out of a ball game. You can save your kids. You can save our city. You can save our world. He conquered the world. I wish some of you would stand up right now and praise him for what we've already come through. God, I refuse for this to just be another Wednesday evening at the house. I refuse just to come here and tickle the ears of men and women. These people deserve to know that they are in line for the greatest life in the world. There's nothing that you won't do for us. I believe that or I'd quit preaching tonight. I would never preach to you like I'm preaching to you this last few months if I didn't believe he's coming back to earth again. If I didn't believe that he could get us out of a graveyard, I'd never preach again. I would go find me another job that's a let less far restricting than this one. You can be seated. I'm sorry, I just got a little carried away. He changed the world. 
because he saw. Somebody say Moses saw and heard a new world calling. Now, if that farmer could find that much, what should a prestigious USA of America be able to handle with all the ability we have of pulling the word of God into place in our life and having thousands, 360 religious systems that are, if 360 religious systems in our world, there ought not to be one problem with the government if they are in line with the God who made the life, who God who made the earth, the God who made the, the, in the whole universe. I'm here to tell you the problem is he said my people are gone into captivity because of a lack of knowledge. Now RLM you get out there and give them the word and you get out there and give them a life and you get out there and show them the power and you show them the power structure and you show them the bloodline and you show them all the people that have conquered hell here there and yonder and tell them get up get out get with it. Don't hang around losers hang around winners hang around somebody that's a conqueror that's a prayer warrior that overcomes hell I wish you women would pray for your husbands right now they're supposed to be the leaders they are to lead in this church they are the ones that are supposed to lead in worship they're the ones that are supposed to lead in agonizing prayer over the lost souls. The Bible said, when Zion travails, sons and daughters will be born. Come on, ladies, pray for us men. Pray, past. don't you let me down, pastor. We're counting on you. We don't give our tithing to, to hear just dry runs. We don't want to just hear routine. We want something that will stir us up. Come on, pray right now. Travail in the Holy Ghost for about a minute, if you would. It's your responsibility, sir. You said, I don't want any more responsibility. That's what's the problem. That's what's the problem. That's what's the problem. It's high time for us to awaken out of our slumber. That's what the Word says. You're going to have a million millenniums to sit around and do what God wants you to do. If you go, but he said, if you don't conquer that flesh, you're not going. That flesh will rebel against strong preaching. That flesh and that carnal mind will rebel against religious spirituality. I'm telling you, I've watched it through this whole universe. I've, I've been all over our American social system and seven countries overseas while others are year calling was different the same God let me tell you something brother Brown you, I'm no more important than you are we're God's kids our assignment is different but the, the person is not any more important God was important but he made Moses the same level of importance he could have gone over as an angel and delivered Egypt. I mean the children of Israel from Egypt. He could have done that. But no, he chose Brother Scott Price to be your husband. To lead and guide you as a 
head of the house to talk to you and live in front of you a life of love and integrity and worship. He could have called anybody but RLM. We may get that far in this lesson. The same God. The same God. I wish somebody say the same God. It's not enough to have a a realization of the oneness of God and then not live for that one God and serve other gods beside him. I want to be like him. He wants you to be like him. He said, I will make you over again. And then if you happen to get a flaw, I will renew your spirit. I will make you over again and renew your spirit. Say, Pastor, that's not going to get a crowd. I told you I'm not after a crowd. I'm after believers. I am going to believe that God is going to reach the crowd. But we are honoring him with our life, and he can make people look at you and say, look over there at that gentleman. And look over there at that lady. They've been through the same hell you are, but they come out without the smell of smoke. They don't smell like the world because they're in the fire. They came out through the fire, but they were purged in holiness and righteousness and godliness. And they didn't act like the world because they were not of the world. They were of the almighty God. And they were able to go through the fiery furnace. They were able to go through the Red Sea. They were able to eat manna every day and not complain until they did get to complaining. And that's when they started losing Just as God is leading you, God has led you this far through many things. And you remain important. Don't you get down on yourself because you see more future on the runway. Don't you get down on yourself because he reproves us. Renews us. That's... That's not it. That's the carnal side of us. Man, I'm already better than I want to be. Let's ponder for a few minutes the immediate world. What a child sees in watching mom use the appliances in the house. I've told you about that story. We saw mom and, and, and how, to, how to cook, and we had a credit account over at the city market in Baton Rouge, and mother was with our uh, youngest uh, sister with just, just come home from the hospital, and so Roger and I took it on ourselves. Man, we got those appliances in there, and we got that credit account over at the, show, uh, at the city market. Let's go get some uh, uh, stuff and make cakes. Well, it got to be so much fun, we started making muffins too. And then the first thing you know, we was running out of places to put them. We finally stacked them on the refrigerator. We had them all over the stove. We had them in the refrigerator. We had them everywhere we could put them. And Mother kept smelling that fresh smell of cook. And she ambles in there, and she nearly passed out. She hadn't been to a bakery like that. 
But I can tell you we never did it again. No, no. What a child sees watching mom use the appliances in the house. And when our children see us joying in the Holy Ghost, they're going to want to cook some bakery stuff. They're going to want to get over all that hell stuff. And but when they see us lamenting, going to church and shouting a little bit, and then go home complaining about what we got, and we got more than we've ever had, that's huge. There is ought to be no complaining. We've got food. We've got access. We have got government. We have got a lot of stuff going. And I'm not going to let the devil tempt me to turn around now. I've already come too far. I'm not planning on going backward. I'm not going into hate. I'm not going into down and out and spiritual poverty just because that the world is in spiritual poverty. I'm not living there. They may make it look good with a little cash and a little of this and a little of that but I'm telling you I know who the redeemer is I know who got me out of cussing lying cheating and messing around I know how he got a hold of me he pointed out some things to me that I will never forget and I have not regretted it I've had some tough days I've had some bad days I've had some days when I didn't perform like I'm preaching tonight I'm not telling you that I have been perfect. I'm climbing. I'm moving forward. I may be the snail, but I'm going to get on the ark. My wife tells a story about Uncle Schuyler and his truck. Do you remember that? Could you tell it to him? It's one that's in our family. Well, one day I picked Kylie up at kindergarten, and we went to our favorite place to go eat after school, Taco Bell. And while we were eating at Taco Bell, Kylie said, Dondi, Uncle Skyler just got a new truck. And I said, well, that's nice. She said, yes. She said, it cost a lot of money. And I said, yeah, probably so. She said, Dondi, would you believe that that truck cost $160? I said, yes. Because I was thinking that $160 probably would not even start to pay, you know, one car note. But to her mind, that was a really big deal. And that day after I left, I thought, you know, there's a lot of times that there are things that I ask God for. And to me, it seems like a really, really, really big deal that what I'm asking for might bankrupt heaven when God is thinking $160, you know. I had them do that because we relived that story several times over because the pungent part of it is God is rich in mercy. He is rich in grace. 
and we think if we get a little bit of something, we got all we need. No, he wants to build your backbone so strong that you can carry loads that shock the world. No, he wants to give you muscles that you can hang it out there and say, look, world, these are things that are minimum compared to the things that are in my heart, in my mind, in my spirit, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. What does a normal person see looking up at the sky? And what does the astronaut see looking at the earth? Do you want to keep looking into the sky and trying to find your future or are you willing to ride out of here on some prayer wings and rise in the Holy Ghost to the superiority of rising in prayer, rising in the word? I'm telling you, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. And I promise you that he's not kidding and he's not lying and he's not playing games. I'm telling you that all that stuff out there is not as great as the church. I'm telling you that the people of God the word of God the love of God the power of God is greater than anything in the world that you have ever touched tasted or felt I'm telling you that this is the greatest event that's going on in this world God has orchestrated the heavens the moon the sun and the stars and you're breathing and he wants to breathe into you the breath of eternal life every morning every noon every evening he wants to give you a sense of security that you can't find with all the people in the world. Brinks can't bring it, but the blood can. I said Brinks can't save it, but the blood can. I'm here to tell you it's time for us to shout aloud with a voice of victory. Greater is he that is in us. What the educated mind of a doctor, nurse, x-ray tech sees When a nurse watches somebody trying to raise their arm, what are you nurses thinking right now? Give him a shot or something. See, what a doctor sees. See, the kid don't see any danger, but the mother sees different. The daddy sees different. The preacher sees different. The God sees different. Because he made you. He knows what your possibilities are, Sister Tammy. Keep reaching. Too many people have sat down and said, I've got as much as I want. They're stagnant. They are needing a new renewing of the Holy Ghost. God didn't call Moses to see a fire. He didn't call you and I to come talk in tongues. He called us to give us power from on high that we could tame the social system in our world and bring it to an altar because we have Christ working for us. And if Christ be for 
for us, who then can be against us? Hid with Christ and God is not joining a local church. Hid with Christ and God is mingled so much with the word. They feel the word. They feel the resurrection. They feel the glory of the word. They feel the glory of victory. They feel that glory. And they're awed. And they say, I don't know. When I'm around you, I just feel something totally different. You talk different. You walk different. You dress different. You work different. You care. Am I making any sense? Because when God gave me this, it just blew me apart. The dreamer. Amazon.com. Have y'all seen them ever? Amazon.com. If you think I want them to get ahead of the church and getting gifts to people, you are mighty wrong. This church ought to have gifts. This church ought to have all the nine gifts of the Spirit. Hey, this is greater than Amazon. Hey, this is greater than tornadoes. Power to rip apart hell's scheme. There is nothing like a move of the Holy Ghost that lives among us and lives in our life and lives in a reality zone. Not about putting in an hour at church. It's about me going and getting some bread so I can go feed the people on my block and feed them some new news. It's not some stale, stagnant stuff about COVID again. Well, what, how's COVID doing? I'll tell you how COVID's doing. COVID's doing as much good as he can. But he can't die, he can't kill us. I'm telling you, if you are in Christ, a new creation, whether I live or whether I die, I am in life because the grave can't hold the Holy Ghost. The grave can't hold the name of Jesus. The grave can't hold the power of Jesus. I'm here to tell you the word got out of the grave. I'm here to tell you the mind got out of the grave. I'm here to tell you the life got out of the grave. That's why I serve him. There's none other, Brother Billy, than one Jesus that got out of a grave. There's not two, there's not five, there's not three, there's not seven. There is one God above all, through you all, and in you all. You can't breathe one more breath without God. He is every breath you breathe. The hateful, tormenting mind. You remember Danny? Roland? Set where just most of you are sitting tonight. I will never forget it. As long as I live. One of the nicest looking guys. Manager over a Mexican food chain restaurant. Went to the UPC in Shreveport, Louisiana. Went through the routine. But he didn't stay fired up in the routine. It just started getting a little cold. One of the best, I mean, the last time I remember him, we were eating at that restaurant. Driving over toward Mississippi. Got tired. Pulled into the edge of a graveyard. 
in a spirit. He said it came right through that window. Came right into him. I'm not going to fill you with the rest of the story. I'm just going to tell you. Blood meant more to him after that. Killing young women. One after the other. Hard to believe he left a Pentecostal altar. Baptized in Jesus' name, delivered from drugs, walked in the Holy Ghost for months. And then he let carnality rip from him and plant in him a highway of terror. I debated a long time whether to put it up here tonight because it still hurts me deeply. Can hardly stand it. Can't hardly stand it tonight to know that a man or a lady, I've known ladies just as much that do things like that. If you think I'm going to just play around with this stuff that is eternally either saving or damning, there is no in between. God said, You can't. You will be either one or the other. And I am preaching my heart out and trying to teach at the same time. They say teaching is giving you information. Preaching is encouraging you to take care of it and do it. And I'm trying to do both. The spastic, hateful statements and actions of that murderer, tormented, rapist, Wish I could have said there was a happy ending. I wish I could have said it all turned out like I wanted it to. Somehow, I want us to truly gird up the loins of our mind and tell ourselves. If God was willing to reach me, I am definitely willing to join him in his action of reaching a lost world. Paul and his call, read Acts 26. I'm not going to take much time with it. Could have been as simple as what we call an aneurysm. But we know that somehow he fell from his horse, had no sense of direction, heard a man on a straight street that might be able to help him. His new world would open a new world to vast people everywhere. Has anybody ever read any of his writings? First and second Corinthians, Romans. Anybody ever read any of his writings? Riding a horse. Where were you when God first found you? What were you doing the first time you got that call coming to me? All you that labor and are heavy laden and burdened down with all this stuff. I wish I could have told you that Danny never gave up. But he started by getting casual. He went to church when he wanted to. It, it, he didn't pray when he needed to. He, I mean, he was Pentecostal. He talked in tongues. He ran all around with people that talked in tongues. Hard to imagine what kind of life he lived at the last. Watch his life and Paul. 
And since the history, he left to a generation and he made his way into a new world. Paul wouldn't give up. He, he said, I'm, 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 I'm willing to give everything I got to make sure everybody in the world that I ever come to gets. Now, please don't everybody go quit your job. Just take Jesus to your job. Don't you let them worry you with making fun. Don't you let them make fun of you till you get give up and get stagnant and don't have the fire enough to stand in their face and tell them, I'm telling you he's doing it for me and he will do it for you and he's not ashamed to be called God because he, came, he became sin who knew no sin that you and I could join him and walk out of the dark dominions of hell and rise to walk in the, cool, uh, the glory of the holiness and righteousness and peace and joy and the wonderful fruit of the Spirit that feed us wherever asylum we get put in. Uh, you can put us in jail, but Paul had the fruit of the Spirit, and he wasn't lacking for anything. The fruit of the Spirit kept giving him. The fruit of the Spirit kept feeding him. The fruit of the Spirit kept his mind working. The fruit of the Spirit kept him working in the power of the Holy Ghost. Uh, I'm telling you that some people say that they had to change guards up to five times a night because he was so full of prayer and so full of praise and so full of a power source that the people around him could hardly stand being in his presence. I'm here to tell you that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's going to have a church that is walking around in this world, not playing around. I said walking around and delivering bread and delivering love and delivering forgiveness and delivering mercy and delivering new birth. I'm here to tell you there's going to be a church here. I don't want it to be somebody else. I want it to be us. I want them all across the city to join it. What a God has called you into his marvelous light. You might feel weak. I'm sure Paul had some feelings and thoughts about that. But he's the one that wrote it. Be not weary in well doing. Because he knew joy is coming in the morning. I said he knew joy is coming in the morning. I said he might have gone to bed with sores but he knew joy was going to be there because joy was a premier fruit of the spirit that would keep him strong keep him powerful that's why the joy of the Lord is our strength that's why the joy of the Lord is our strength we ought to get up every day look in the mirror and say you're not just so and so you are born again in Jesus Christ a new creation and you have all power to fight all demons and that ought to be our epitaph every day we get up I am in Christ, a new creation. I am not just Rob Bolivar Sockwad. I'm not just Pivado Zerzavi. I am not just one of those people. I am a God-given gift to the world because he put his treasure in me and I've got the wealth of the world in my fingertips, in my tongue, and in my action. I am in Christ Jesus, a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. I'm not going back. I'm not giving up. Preach, pastor, preach. Depending on education, they got it. It's amazing. The education. Bible said, as a man thinketh in his heart, and golly, y'all can come get some music going because I'm going to have to quit here pretty quick. How many are dreaming 
of a new world every day. How many of us are realizing I am in touch with the creator of that new world that created in me a clean spirit? Now, if there's not a clean spirit, that's not going to happen. I'm not talking about not doing the things that we in the past have tried to keep people to do but to, to maintain the integrity from the outside looking in to see some of the changes. No, no, no. Joy, righteousness, and peace is the integrity of kingdom living. It don't get any better. You can't transform the world with the way you dress, and I think we ought to dress disciplined. I think we ought not to cuss. I think we ought to talk good, clean language. But that's not going to save. I know a lot of people out there that don't cuss. But neither do they have the Holy Ghost. Neither is their name written in the Lamb Book of Life and baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, obedience is better than sacrifice. That's straight out of the book. That's not some kid game. That is straight out of the book. Obedience is better than Christ. Christ uh, To obey is better than sacrifice. Come, follow me. Come unto me. All you, you've got all those prisoners on your mind. You've got all those people. I understand. So what I want you to do is take them where I take all the people in this church. And where I take all the people in this city, I take them to Calvary. And I pour all of my heart out to Jesus. He said, casting all your cares on me because I care for you. And so at the altar, when we bring our petitions, we are joining with the astronautical powers that put everything in place. And he watched it all and he governs it all. And is there anybody that would join my brother here for a couple of minutes? That you, You've got some people in your life. Maybe there's some men here. Maybe all of the men would like to come down here and weep for about two minutes over our city and over our homes and over our nation. I'm telling you, we're going to make a difference. We're not sitting here acting different. We are going to make a difference. The blood makes a difference. And the name of the Lord brings the blood. And the name of the Lord brings the blood. And when you pray in the Holy Ghost, the Word of God becomes a living creation inside us. Go ahead and sing. There's a few making plans to arrive. Let's just leave this. Let's leave this one up. Ladies, would you stretch forth your hand? Pray for the men. Pray for the preacher. Don't let him get lazy. Don't let that preacher go to sleep. Don't let that preacher get lazy. Oh God, my God. He said, I'm going to send the Holy Ghost and fire. I'm going to send the Holy Ghost and fire. Oh God. Oh God, don't let me give up. Let me get lazy. Just preach. Oh, oh God, my God, I 
you're listening online, please find a place to pray for a couple of minutes. I'm not talking about slothful. I'm talking about praying. Seek the face of the Lord while it may be found. For the time is coming when teachers having itching ears will no longer preach this gospel. Whatever you gotta do, shake this preacher. I'm not willing for these people to be lost. To be spiritual vagrants. Just stand and let's praise him. Maybe all over the building we could just stand and praise the Lord. Let's praise him. He hasn't given up. He hasn't given in. Let's praise him because there's still some coals on the altar. There's still some fire on the altar. Men have proven they care. They're not going through the routine. We're going to wake up the Holy Spirit. Just a minute. I want all of you men to gather around, Pastor. I want you to pray whatever you need to pray. Whatever you think about Pastor Meyer and you sense something that needs some help in him, I want you to pray about it. Because I believe that the prayer of faith shall save the sick, whether it's a mental sickness, whether it's a physical sickness, or whether it's a spiritual deficiency. I believe in this God. And I believe in your prayers. And I want you to lay hands on Pastor right now. I want you to look at this crowd and realize... Look, man, look at these ladies. Look at them and sense there are hundreds of people like these ladies all over this city. And they need a church, a family, a place where they can go and get clear sounds. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. Oh, there is power in the name 
praise the Lord for one minute. To break Let's every lift chain, His name up chain, the best you can. Hallowed be Thy name. Holy is Thy name. Worthy is Thy name. Love is in Thy name. Mercy is in Thy name. Future is in the name. Forgiveness. just remind you as we leave this place it's a sobering thought how many people will scream and cry and jump and joyfully over one touchdown and never have the privilege of shouting and screaming and praising the name of God over one sinner that repented and got the Holy Ghost and got baptized in Jesus name there are scores of people in your city that are more excited about a ball game. They get there early. They don't mind paying big. We have a Pentecostal church right outside of the, uh, what's the name of that big uh, center over there in Dallas? No, I mean the name of the center. Where the football, Cowboys. ATM, that's what I was trying to get somebody to say. You have any idea what it cost? That church has paid its debt parking cars for all those people paid their uh, he was my Sunday school teacher he came to me told me said man don't mess with them they're paying our bills I got more stories so let's go I love you pray for you preacher you tell God don't you let him get lazy don't you let him go to sleep